This is Line Dance Podcast. I'm Christopher Gonzalez. Hello and welcome to Line Dance Podcast. What is your name? Dave Benton. Dave Benton. And I'm from Sun City, Arizona. Sun City, Arizona. What would you say is your primary role in the line dance community? Uh, Well, my wife and I both teach. Um, We teach line dancing and we teach pattern partner dancing. Mm. And we also DJ uh, two big dances a month in Sun City, Arizona, Mm. in one of the rec centers. Mm. And uh, we've been teaching dancing for about 14 or 15 years now. And the most enjoyable thing you can do when you're retired. (laughs) You say pattern partner dancing. For for those who are just familiar with electric slide and tush push uh, and and the the standard line dances what is pattern partner dancing well we call it redneck ballroom interesting yeah but it's where it's like line dancing with a partner mm-hmm. you each learn your part and then you do it and there's the the man doesn't have to learn how to lead and the lady does not have to try to figure out what the heck he's trying to do mm-hmm. You both know what you're going to do when you do it. And with pattern partner dancing, it isn't like just learning two-step. You learn rumbas and chachas and sambas and tangos and waltzes. You learn to do all of the different genres of music. It sounds a lot like the uh, the drifter and cowboy cha-cha. And, uh, yes, cowboy cha-cha. Once we a, do. A pattern partner dance. Okay. That, that was written a long time ago. Hmm. Is that the one that people sometimes know as traveling cha-cha? Yes, the in the yes. East they call that traveling cha-cha. Here they call it cowboy cha-cha. Mm. That was written about the time that God and I were designing dirt. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real old band. There's one that you showed me with the, the toe fans. Oh, foot boogie. Foot boogie. Oh, that was a fun one. Yes. Yeah, we were at Palm Springs Winter Break. And uh, I guess, is that, is that an older one as well? Oh, yeah, that's a real old dance. And it's usually done contra with a, two big lines. Mm-hmm. And uh, we use it for our beginners because they learn to move their feet. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, you know, when you're teaching people to dance, you have to teach it kind of in stages. Mm-hmm. The, the first thing you try to teach them is that they have to learn to walk in time to music. Yes. Because that's what dancing is. It's walking in time to music. Yep. And then you, you teach them different steps that they can do while they're walking. And, uh, and then you have to teach them how to turn properly so they don't break their neck. Yes. And, uh, how, and how to make their feet more, more nimble and move better. And that's one of the dances we use for them. It works really good for people who are new. And uh, if they learn to do it, they, they immediately become better at learning other dances. When we teach, uh, both in line dancing and pattern partner dancing, we we start out with with about an hour of dance that are very simple, maybe 16 count dances that we do every week. We have a group of them. We kind of rotate through them, but we do them every week, and each one is designed to teach them a new step. Interesting. What would the progression be of those dances? Uh, we, we start, uh, there's a, a line dance that's called, yeah, you're going to ask me that, aren't you? Um, just Because. Oh, Joe's Dance. Joe's I do dance. that at Brookdale Senior okay. Living. 
So with our line dancers, we teach them just because, just mm -hmm. the way it's choreographed. With the pattern dancers, we teach them the same dance, but at the end we have them do an extra hip walk. And that way they're still going forward. Yes, that makes sense. And they just go around the floor with that. And wow. doing that, we found out that they've got a dance they can do. I look at dancing as getting people to dance, not taking six weeks to learn a dance. Let's get them some simple things that they can do at least the second or third week. And then when we have a dance, they can dance. And we also teach that they dance to the rhythm of music, not to a specific song. Because if they go out dancing, the band isn't going to play the one you're used to dancing to. So we try to get them to get an ear that hears, oh, that's a cha-cha, we can do a cha-cha to you. Hmm. Or that's a rumba, we can do a rumba to you. Now, for people who who have never connected the names of these uh, these dance styles or rhythms with the numbers, what would be an example of one of those? Like, uh, I know cha-cha, depending on which ones you do, it could be like a cowboy cha-cha would be one, two, three, three and four. Five, six, mm -hmm. seven, and eight. And, and then, then a waltz would be one, one two, two, three, four, five, six. And we teach very simple waltzes. We, again, we try to get them, we try to get them a waltz, a, some kind of Latin thing, mm. and we try to get them doing uh, cha-cha as soon as we can, because mm. that's three things that if they learn to do, now they can dance. Mm. So we we teach very simple ones. We we it, we live in Arizona, so we teach a, a dance called the Arizona Waltz, mm. which is a one-wall pattern dance, but it's also a line dance one way. The only difference is pattern dance, you do it with your partner. So you have to know which arm to raise when you turn and which hand to change or whatever you're going. So you have to learn arm movements along with it in pattern dancing. Whereas in line dancing, you just mainly learn the steps. But the steps are identical. What is a foxtrot exactly? I've never been clear on what, what a foxtrot is supposed you know, to sound like. A, a foxtrot, it, it, it appears to be the same box basically as a rumba. Oh, okay. Except a rumba, well, I don't know whether they do that in foxtrot or not. In a rumba, you can, you can start on the slow and go to the quick quick, or you can start on the quick quick and go to the slow, huh. or you can start to go forward with the slow and then the quick quick to the right, hmm. or you can go forward to the slow and quick quick to the left, or you go backwards. I mean, the, the rumba box can be done in all directions and in all forms. Um, when our dancers get further along, we teach a, I think it's 96 count rumba that we do. And uh, it's called the Moonlight Rumba. And they start out in skater's position. And then the man has to learn, this is one of the dances we teach the men to change lead. Because when they start out, they're dancing together. But when they turn and face each other, now he has to be on the other foot. So he has to learn to change lead. And then they do like a little box 
that is a, a rumba, and then they go back into, and he changes lead again, and they go back out and they go down the floor and start over. And it's a beautiful, we have a lot of people that do it now, it's a beautiful rumba. But those are the things that they, they usually don't start working on them until they've been dancing for at least six or seven weeks that we get that far. Now, a couple of your students came up and just raved about you before we started recording. I'm curious, do you have any like star tips for how, um, how to engender that kind of enthusiasm among your, your students? The first thing we tell everybody when they come in the room that our primary purpose is to have them have fun. They'll learn to dance, but their main thing is it has to be fun. Because if it isn't fun, it's work. Yes. <laughs> and we don't want it to be work. Right. So we tell them, first of all, we tell them there's no such thing as a mistake. There's just personal variations. And if you do a really good personal variation, then it's choreography. <laughs> okay. And we teach them that there are two rules to dancing. Smile and don't knock anybody down. I like it. And if you if you do those two things, you're gonna you're gonna have fun. Because if you're smiling and you make an error, excuse me, an addition to the dance, okay. Anybody that's watching you is going to see that you're smiling. And they're going to say, oh, look, he had a different part there. That was great. <laughs> I like that. And that's what it's all about. Yes. If, if it isn't fun, then we just don't do it. Because it isn't worth it. And our, our students progress on their own. We have, we have three hours of lessons. The first hour is basic. And then we go into the more intermediate dances, and then we go into the more advanced dances. And when a person who's a beginner dance has reached a point where they feel that they might be able to do some of the newer dances, they'll move up. They'll say, can, can we do this one? Oh, sure, we're going to teach it. They'll try it, see how you make out. And they move up on their own. They're not. And, and we don't have a, a six-week course, and now you know how to dance. Right. Our our course runs all the time. We just do this. We just move through this every week. And my wife does it four times, line dancing it, and she and I do pattern partner dancing one night a week. And then we DJ. We DJ a dance at the in Sun City at. Uh, Sundial Recreation mm -hmm. Center, which is a huge dance floor, mm -hmm. and we play all Western music, all country mm -hmm. Western, and we have a third of the room is line dancers, mm -hmm. and then the other two-thirds of the room are all of the other dancers, and we get swing dancers and ballroom dancers, and we get two-steppers and freestyle dancers and pattern partner dancers. And they all dance at the same time, and they all dance to the same music. Hmm. And in the summertime, we'll we'll get about 80 dancers. And in the wintertime, when all of the snowbirds come back, we get just under 200 usually, twice a month. Hmm. 
we also project up on screens what the next dance is and what the dance the dance is recommended for we don't say you have to do it but the pattern dancers might want to do this and the line dancers might want to do this and we have a lady that leads the line dancing so the line dancers have somebody guiding them just out there laughing and scratching and having a lot of fun. And you haven't seen anything until you've seen about 130 people doing Cotton-Eyed Joe around the floor. That sounds, like, that sounds like a blast. And, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a lot of fun. Now, I'm curious, actually, because you, you have one of the few cowboy hats here uh, at Vegas Dance Explosion. We're pretty much matching, because I think we both have the, well, a dark band around the, the right. white hat, right. the white straw. And, and I'm curious... Um, how, how, what is the story of your hat? How long have you been wearing it? And oh. what keeps you wearing it even into this modern age of Lion Dance? I, I, I went to college for a year, and I found out I was much too intelligent to do that. And then when I got home, I found out you either went to school or you found someplace else to live. So I went into the cruel world at the age of 19, and... In a two-year period of time, did a couple hundred jobs. Wow. Then I don't ever, ever, ever want to do again. Mm. I learned the bad ones. And one of them was, I was a cowboy mm. on a ranch in outside of Durango, Colorado. Mm -hmm. And I had my Yankees baseball cap on because I was from New Jersey. But I could ride a horse because I was raised on a farm. And... This other guy and I, with a pack horse, were sent out for two weeks to do fence line. And I guess about two days out, it started absolutely pouring. So hard, you could hardly see the horse's ears. And this guy, now when you're 19, everybody is old. <laughs> so I thought this guy was maybe 60, but he probably was about 30. Wow. He had a beard. Levi jacket and he slowed his horse up and got next to me he had the brim pulled down like this hmm. and he leaned over and he says I wear my umbrella on my head <laughs> and when I got back to Durango I bought one of these and I've been wearing it ever since <laughs> huh. I like it. so they keep the rain and the sun off okay. and I have all my hair because I wear a hat <laughs> ah, yep. keeps them safe yeah, all right now, for folks who, uh, who would like to get in contact with you, maybe through email or uh, elsewhere on the Internet, what's the best way that somebody can follow up with you there? Okay. We have a Facebook page, which is called Dancing with Linda and Dave. And the and is an anthracand. It's not and. Okay. That's on Facebook. And then our email address is mom. G-U-Z, Mom Goose. We couldn't get Mother Goose. We had five kids, so we tried to get Mom Goose at AOL.com. And if, she, if they write to that, and when you do in the subject line, write dancing. Because we don't read everything that people send us. But if, you, if you're a dancer, we'll, it says dancer or something about dancing. We'll read it and, and try to answer it for you. A couple of final questions before we let you get back out to the workshops that are happening today. 
One of them is if there's a message you could put out for all of line dancers to hear, just assuming that every line dancer is listening to this right now, if there's something that they could all hear that you think would benefit their life, what would that be? And also, if there's a dance that you would recommend for every line dancer to learn, what would that be? Well, there's a lot of dances. Let me just say this. If you, if you have an instructor that will teach you some of the older dancers, you're, you're well off because when you go to an event, they play a lot of the older dances and you're gonna find yourself dancing more, okay? Now, as far as the classes are concerned, everybody should go. Everybody should go here once, just for the ambiance, if nothing else, okay? And they should, you, you don't really learn dances here because there's not enough time to teach everybody 150 dances. So what you do is you go into a room where a person is teaching a dance, and if you're a beginner, go to a beginner room, and you try to, you try to follow the dance with the instructor. And if it's kind of fun to do it, tell your instructor that you would like to learn that dance. Interesting idea. Okay. As an instructor, we, we at this point dictate a lot of the dances that they learn. But we also now, we, we probably have 15 or 18 of our dancers here today. Uh, they're finally getting here. And they will come back to us and say, oh, I went in such and such a room and saw this dance and it was so good. And then we'll look at it and if it's something that most of the people could do, then we will teach that dance. But as, as, an, as a dancer back home, your idea is to get your instructor to get the kind of dances that you can do. Uh, our clientele is older. Our average age of our dancers, because we're in Sun City, is 76. So a lot of them are really, really good dancers. But the majority of them are mature enough that they can't jump anymore. And so they don't want the real jumpy, dumpy dances. They want something that's smooth that they can dance to. So we try to fit what we see into our clientele. My wife teaches one class where the average age is 86. Wow. Average now, age. Average age. Now, those people do all old dances because they love them. And they'll do them over and over and over. As a matter of fact, they've gotten to a point now, in the, they live in a, uh, an assisted living home. They've gotten to a point now where the 35 of them put on demos for different parts of the home they're in. Oh, wow. So they're out on their own doing this. And Linda just goes there once a week and teaches. Sounds like a great activity. It is. It is. I used to, well, Linda and I used to belong to a demo group, and we went to uh, retirement homes and things and, and danced for them so they could see it. And, and that's kind of interesting because you'll see them when they, when they hear a song they know real well. You'll see them all tapping their foot. And, and one day we were playing a song, and a guy in the back row, who was probably 80, jumped up and ran away and five minutes later he came back with a harmonica and he started playing along with all the songs <laughs> i mean it's it's and they smile and they 
But I'll tell you, I'm going to tell you something sad about it. Afterwards, we go down and meet everybody. And some of those people will not let go of your hand because you're, you're, you're the only person ever came to visit. There's a lot of people in nursing homes that the children never come to visit. And that's a sad commentary. But if you have a group and you like to dance, get, get yourself started. You, you always do the same dances over and over, so you don't, it's not like you have to learn something different. And, and you can entertain those people, and it's just, it's very, very rewarding. We don't do it anymore because we just don't have time. We have, Linda has five classes a week, I have one a week. And we, I, actually I do a couple of others where I just teach beginners. And then uh, we do the two big dances a month. So, uh, and then, you know, you get a little more mature, you get so you don't you want to do other things, too. Since I'm 82 now, <laughs> Actually, I, think, I figure I got about 10 more years of dancing. Oh, you got plenty. <laughs> The one, that, the song that's playing in the background, actually, right now, is uh, "Fly Like a Bird." It yeah, sounds like that's a really, really, really old know. dance. And we used to dance in a place where they played "Fly Like a Bird." They'd all wave their hands. Aww. That oh, sounds yeah. like fun. We danced in one place, the noisiest place I've ever danced in in my life, because they all sung along and yelled and screamed. And, I am so danced out. But they all had fun. That's the important thing. That's if there's a rule. It's have fun because, again, you, it is not worth your time and effort to try to do something that's not enjoyable. Definitely. And that's what dancing is. It's enjoyable. And is there one dance that you would recommend that everyone learn right now? Cruising. Cruising. Absolutely. Cruising. Because every time there's a cha-cha, you can get out and do it. And it's one wall. You and can follow it. You can, yep. you can be behind the dancers and who know it and fake it. <laughs> I, I, I do my, my, my beginners. I teach them cruising probably about the third or fourth week because they learn how to turn. Mm. If they can do the turns and cruising, they'll never have trouble with turns. So that's perfect. One of, Great one of idea. My favorites to do. Well, thank you very much for the recommendation, and thank you for taking the time and sitting down with well, us thank, here on thank Line you. Dance Podcast. Uh, until next time, we'll see, see you, you on, on the, the dance, dance floor. floor. <laughs>